0: Like the song says, it most certainly is a beautiful thing, the voice of God. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen that drama, how many times I've seen it played out, but uh, it still gets me uh, the, the passion from the students as they tell this story of different ways that you can see the voice of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning uh, is the voice of God and and what that's like it's honestly it's, it's one of those things I've had that question throughout my my years in ministry I've, I've had people ask me Josh how do you how have you heard the voice of God how do you know it's God speaking how do you know these things how can you discern that that is what it, that it's him that's telling you uh, what it is that you're supposed to to, to be hearing and and I've, I've had people ask me, have you ever heard Him audibly? How do you hear Him? And uh, as we grow in our relationship with God, it's one of those things that it's, honestly, it's different for everybody. You may hear God differently than I hear God. But one of the things that I have found true in Scripture is that no matter how you hear God, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've not ever had that, that audible voice because when you look in Scripture, and we're going to do that here in just a little bit, I've not had that audible voice that like you hear from me right now saying, hey Josh, this is what I want to do, like a phone call or something like that. I've not heard Him in that way. But one of the things that I'm sure, I can assure you of is I may not have heard Him audibly but you definitely can can hear him clearly. You may not hear an audible voice, but when God speaks, it is a very clear voice. And one of the things that I have found, and and they're going to throw the verse up on the screen, Titus uh, chapter one verse two. It says, "In the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie," promised long ages ago. See, the truth about this voice of God is if you ever want to know if it is His voice, if you ever want to be able to look and go, I promise that that was something that God was telling me is because it will line up with Scripture. One of the truths that that I've been able to tell people is I've never found an instance where, and you never will find an instance, where the voice of God ever discounts Scripture. The voice of God will always line up with the word that He's already given us. And oftentimes He uses His word to speak to us. He allows us to hear His voice through the words on a page. Through this gift that He's given us that we call Scripture. And it's such a beautiful thing to be able to hear the voice of God. Uh, uh, in, in conversations that I've had in the past, this, that voice is, is different. And, and this morning, I, I'll tell you that it doesn't matter how you hear God. It doesn't matter if you're one that, uh, that you hear Him in the stillness of the woods on a cool, foggy morning. Maybe you're one that hears Him as you spend time out in nature, whether you're walking trails or climbing mountains or uh, rowing a boat. Or, or You may be one that's, that hears His voice while you're fishing. You may be one of those that hears His voice as, as you listen to the radio driving into work because you've got a commute and that's where God speaks to you. Uh, it, it, may be, it may sound weird to you, but one of the places that I can almost guarantee that God's going to speak to me, He speaks to me in the shower. Y'all were like, hey, Josh, I really didn't want to know that. You're welcome. But he does. He speaks to me in the shower. And I'm like, God, why can't you tell me this another time when I could write this down? This week, as I was preparing what it is I was going to speak to you about, he, he gives me little bits of it in that still moment, in the quietness of different places. Some of you may have a prayer closet. You may have a place that you go to that you can always come back to, and you know that you're going to hear his voice. See, the beauty of it is, God talks to all of us in different ways because we're all different people. And so, this morning, it doesn't matter how you hear his voice, the important thing is how you respond. See, you could be like Scripture in 1 Kings 19. of the. It wasn't in the earthquake, it wasn't in the fire, it wasn't in the storm. It was in that still, small voice, that gentle breeze on the back end. But no matter how you hear His voice, what is important today, what is important for the rest of your life is how you respond to the voice of God. How we respond to His voice. This morning we're going to look at a, a few different responses that we find from God's voice. If you have your Bible, flip over to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter three, we find one of the, the first instances of, of a response to the voice of God here. and many of you are probably familiar with this story of Adam and Eve and they Adam was created and then Eve was created because he needed a helper and, and in the first part of Genesis chapter three you have uh, the serpent the Satan is deceiving and he's challenging, What God has spoken, He gives deception to both Adam and to Eve. And then we hear God enter this scene in this moment there in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. It says, They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. See, there's a response to hearing God here. They had just messed up. They had sinned. Sin entered the world for the very first time. They felt something that they'd never felt before. They'd been in God's presence. They'd never felt this separation from God. But in this moment, guilt, shame, fear, whatever those emotions may have been for Adam and Eve, they felt those in this moment. And their response to hearing God walking in the cool of the garden is they hid themselves. They knew that something was wrong and they knew that something had happened and they knew that there was, there was a, a response. that They didn't know what was coming. They just knew God was there. They knew that God had showed up just as He had done so many times before. But because of where they were personally, they hid from God. Verse 9 reads, it says, Then the Lord God called to the man and he said to him where are you I don't want you to get confused this morning it's not that God didn't know where they were he saw all things but he gave them another chance to respond because he knew that they had hid themselves and he said hey I'm here where are you and he said I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid myself their eyes were open to their sin for the very first time Their eyes were open in a way that they had never seen before. And Satan told them that would happen, but it wasn't like he promised. And so when they heard the voice of God, because they weren't where they were supposed to be, they hid themselves. Sometimes that's our response too. Sometimes when we hear God and we hear Him so, cl- so plainly tell us, hey, you know what, I need you to go and talk to this person. I need you to have this conversation with that coworker. I need you to go out of your way and, 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 and do this thing right here for me. And there, there are times that we hide. We pretend we didn't hear His voice. We pretend that that wasn't God that was talking to us. We we heard the voice, but we said, you know what, my response today is that I'm not going to listen because that's not something that I want to do. Or maybe our response is, oh no, God's seen me in my mess. God has seen me for who I really am like He didn't already know. And so we hide. We try to find a place that is away from Him, but Church, this morning I'm going to go and tell you there's not a place that you can go that you can hide from God because He created all those places. He orchestrated all those places. He spoke all those places into existence. You can't hide in a cave. You can't hide in your home. You can't hide anywhere on this planet. You can't hide in space and get away from God. But Sometimes that's what we want to do because we're not where we're supposed to be to hear Him. That's just one of the many responses that we see in Scripture. You can flip over to Acts chapter 9, uh, starting in verse 10 there, we uh, uh, we find another response to, to God with Ananias. And honestly, I can't blame Ananias for his, uh, his, his initial response in all of this, but... Uh, Saul has gone through his conversion and he is blinded by that light that intercepted him on the road to Damascus and so he, he goes to the place he's supposed to stay in and in verse 10 Ananias enters the scene and it says now there was a disciple Acts chapter 9 verse 10 says now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias and the Lord said to him in a vision Ananias and he said here I am Lord he heard the voice of God and he knew it was God and he said here I am God, your servant is listening. Here I am. I'm in this place, God. I hear you. And, and, and I'm, I'm willing to do what it is you want me to do. Here I am. And the Lord said to him, in verse 11, it says, Get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire it at the, the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain His sight. But look what happens in verse 13. It says, But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. He said, Oh God, I hear you. I'm listening. But Lord, that's a tough task. God, you don't know that man. I've heard a lot of things about that person. Lord, He has the ability to to, to ruin my life. He has the ability to to throw me behind bars. He has the ability to change everything. Some of you are sitting here this morning and you've had this conversation with God in your mind when He said, hey, I want you to talk to that person. But God, you don't know them. He said, hey, I need you to to do this for them. I need you to reach out and, and touch base with them. God, but you don't know what that person has done to me. God, you don't know what it is that this person has caused in my life. And Lord, the, the things that this will overturn in my life for, for that you're going to see, that, that I'm going to have to relive. God, you don't know this person like I do. Oh, but he does. He said, Ananias, he's, he's in a place and don't, don't miss a part. He told him, he said, he's there and he's praying. And I showed him a vision. I showed him that you were coming to him. And you're going to allow him to regain his sight. Sometimes we had that tough task of God saying, Hey, you know what? I want you to go and talk to this person. I want you to, 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 to invest in their life. I want you to step out of your comfort zone and do this thing here. And we say, but God, you don't know what that person's like. God, you don't know what they've done to me. You don't know what they've done to my family. I've, I've heard a lot of things about this person. But God, but God, but God. The important thing was not how he heard and how he questioned. Because I want you to hear this this morning, church. God's okay with the conversation. God is completely fine with you looking and going, God, are you sure? Lord, your servant is listening. I'm here. I I hear you. But I want to know, are you sure? Because God, if I step out, this this is going to be a tough task. Lord, if I take this step in that direction, if I follow you in this, I need to know that you are sure. And look at his response. God answers him in verse 15. says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. God said, I know exactly who that man is. He is somebody that I'm choosing to use. That person is somebody that I want to use for my glory and that person is going to accomplish something that you can't do. So I need you to go and have a conversation with this man. I need you to go and pray for him, lay hands on him and, and allow him to regain his sight because he's going he's to know even more so that this is who I am and he's going to be used for my glory. And when he was given just a little glimpse of the picture, Ananias did exactly what he said there in verse 17. He said, so Ananias departed... He went exactly where he was supposed to go. See, sometimes you may have questions about what that voice of God is telling you, and that's okay. God's okay with the conversation. God's okay with your questions. God's not, God's not troubled by your, your responses to Him. He's, he's not troubled by the, the times where you look and go, but God, I just want to know for sure that this is what you want me to do. Those things don't bother God because... It's leading us to understanding more and more of what he wants us to do. It leads us to a place where we really dig down and we get quiet. And we sit and go, God, what do you want from me? God, how do you want to use me? You're saying this and Lord, I'm, I'm hesitant. You've heard my reasons, but God, I just want to follow you. He's okay with questions as long as obedience follows when he gives you answers. He's okay with you having that conversation with him as long as you're willing to do what he has asked you to do. And that's exactly what Ananias did. Despite what he had heard about Saul, despite what, what he knew and what it was going to cause him, his response to the voice of God was obedience. Flip over to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we find another instance of of the voice of God being heard, and this time it's for the very first time. This time the the voice of God was was one that, that had to be discerned because it was something new to Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, he was already serving. He was already doing what God had had planned for him in that moment. He was already in the place that he was supposed to be, but he had not heard the voice yet. He didn't know God's voice yet. It says he was ministering to the Lord before Eli, and a word from the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent, and i stop right there to, to remind us that church, it doesn't matter what the world looks like around us. It doesn't matter where it is we're at right now. It doesn't matter how infrequent we think the voice of the Lord is today. We could get distracted. We could look at our world. We could look at our country. We could look at the state of affairs in our own town. We could, we could get distracted by the fact and say, God, where are you? God, where, where are you at? Are you in a place where you're being quiet like you were between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Is this another silent years that we're in? And I don't believe so, church. See, the thing is, I think we've got so much business in our life. We've got so many things that distract us that make it hard for us to hear the voice of the Lord. See, even in this moment, Samuel, they're, they're giving us a little background here because at this point in time, God's voice was not heard on a regular basis. Visions were rare. They were infrequent. They weren't happening like they had happened in previous human history. I'm reminded myself that, Josh, sometimes the voice of God doesn't happen as often as maybe it once did. Sometimes the voice of God is is not as frequent as it has been in the past in your life but He still uses it. He can still use His voice no matter how long it's been since you've heard it. No matter how long it's been since you have felt that tug, God's still speaking today. Verse 2 says, It happened at that that time as Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim and he could not see well. And verse 3 says, And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, that the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. He didn't know what he was responding to, but he said, Here I am. Because he heard his name called. So then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. Verse 6, The Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He was just being obedient. He kept hearing his name called and he kept going to the only person in the room that he could see. He said, Eli, you called me. You said my name. I'm here. I'm, what do you need? Can I do something for you? Because he'd been spending time ministering to Eli and that was the only one that he knew to respond to in that moment. And so he goes to him and says, here I am. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Verse 7, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. And verse 8 says, So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He keeps responding to, to this voice. He keeps responding to this voice. He just didn't know who it belonged to. He'd been hearing it for, for a little bit of time now. This is the third time that he called and saying, hey, Here I am. But he's probably getting frustrated because he keeps going to the only one in the room. is Eli. You called me. How can I help? How can I serve? Here I am. Then Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And it shall be that if he calls you, that you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This morning we could look at all these different responses to the voice of God, but I'm going to go and tell you right now, this morning that is the most important response that you can have right there, is to you to look to to God and say, Speak, for your servant is listening. See, there's all different responses that we saw in Scripture here. Adam and Eve, they hid because they were scared of what God was going to do because they knew they had messed up. And in the midst of their sin, they didn't understand forgiveness because they'd never had to ask for it. But in the midst of their sin, they hid because they heard the voice of God. We also see Ananias look and go, Okay, God, but there, i got some questions before I go and talk to this man who has literally killed people just like me. Do you not remember what happened to Stephen when he held the coats as they stoned him to death? Do you not know all the things that he's done? I've got some questions, but God, I'm willing to go. And then you got the response of a young boy who'd never heard the voice of God. Didn't understand who it was that was calling him. But when he called, he, were, he obeyed. After a little bit of guidance, the, the, the wise Eli had told him, he said, Hey, There's somebody better than me speaking to you today. There's somebody greater than I am that is trying to get your attention. And church, I'm telling you right now, I want you to hear me. There's somebody better than Josh trying to get your attention this morning. He wants you to hear His voice and He wants you to respond in an appropriate way. He wants you to look and say, speak for your servant is listening. God's still talking to His people. An even greater challenge, he's still talking to those of you that don't have a relationship with him. Samuel didn't know him. He didn't have a relationship with God yet. He, he didn't know how to discern that voice. But when Eli said, hey, this is who's talking to you. And this is how you need to respond. You just need to, to, to look to him and say, speak for your servant is listening. And then do whatever he says. There's a lot of different ways that we can respond to the voice of God, but I do believe that that one right there lays the foundation for what we are supposed to do. But some of you may be sitting here today and you may be saying, Josh, you know what, I, I, I don't hear the voice of God. You may be saying, I don't, I don't know how to discern that it's God. And you're telling me, yeah, it's got to line up with Scripture and that's okay, but I don't understand Scripture Some of y'all may be saying, I don't know that I've ever heard this voice that you talk about. And I'm not talking audibly. I don't even feel him in those quiet moments. I don't I don't see him in these different areas of life. All these different things that the students portray throughout that drama. Whether it's the busyness of city streets or the quietness of a field. Or if it's in alone at a late hour in your room. Or when it's catching up with friends or whatever it is. You may be saying, Josh, I do not hear the voice of God. There's one place that I can point you to that gives us a truth about Scripture in John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 27 says this. Christ is very plain in His words here. He says, My sheep hear My voice and I know them and they follow Me. The correct response to the voice of God is to... Follow Him in whatever it is He's saying. But you may not hear that voice. You may not have heard that voice in a long time. You may say, Josh, I I, I distinctly remember a a VBS when I was a kid or a church service that I've been to in the past that I thought that I heard something that might have been God, but I haven't heard it since. And I didn't respond then because I didn't know what to do. Well, the truth of, of the matter is, and I don't know how to tell you other than just to be honest with you, church, this morning. Scripture says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. The problem with that is if you don't hear His voice, there's a chance that you may not be one of His. I don't know another way to say it. I've I've tried all week to look for a a way to to sugarcoat that, but, but God has not given me anything greater than those words There is, If you don't hear the voice of God, are you really one of His own? Because Scripture says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if you don't hear the voice of God, do you know him today? Do you have a relationship with him? If you've never heard that voice. And maybe you're feeling something a little bit different this morning. Maybe you're feeling something that you're like, okay, this is different. I've never felt this way before. Maybe that's the voice of God speaking to you today. my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I've been in a lot of different places in my life when I heard the voice of God and I responded in a lot of different ways if I'm honest with you this morning. There have been times that I was just like Adam and Eve and my response was to hide because I didn't want to hear from him. My response was just to keep on going just to keep doing what it is I was doing because I didn't want to hear His voice. Because maybe I wasn't ready for the challenge that He was presenting to me. Maybe maybe it was one of those things where I was not in a place to to feel like I could even listen to His voice because I had so much junk in my life that I wasn't willing to let go of yet. I've had those moments in, in my life that I didn't want to hear from God because it convicted me. It challenged me because I knew that my relationship wasn't where it was supposed to be. My relationship was not where He wanted it to be. And so I hid, ashamed, guilty, afraid. All those things that are the opposite of peace that the voice of God brings. There have been times in my life where I had questions God, are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want me to do? God, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how I can do this. God, I'm a little scared. Are you sure that's what you want me to do? And even in the midst of those, sometimes I'm like, okay, God, I'm just I just can't. But I praise God that at one point in time, as a 17-year-old senior in high school, that he called my name yet again. He'd done it so many times before. He'd done it so many times in the past. I'd heard my dad preach so many messages that shared the gospel. I'd heard evangelist after evangelist. I'd gone to to youth camps. I'd done all these different things. But I praise God that as a 17-year-old boy, he looked at me and said, Josh, And for the first time, I didn't play church. The first time, I didn't do something uh, different. And for the first time, I looked at him and I said, speak for your servant is listening. Because at that point in time, I knew that that was the voice of God that got a hold of my heart and said, you do not have a relationship with me. I need you to come and follow me. want to challenge you if you hear my voice this morning if you've never had that moment where God called your name and you responded in a way that says yes Lord I don't know what it looks like I don't know where it's going to take me I don't know what all of this entails God I don't understand I, I can't read your 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 word and understand all of it because he, you haven't given me that ability yet God I don't know what all that looks like but I'm Willing to commit to following you today. If you've not had that moment, you're going to have that moment in just a little bit if God is calling you that way today. If you don't have a relationship with God, then that's the most important response that you need to have is, yes, Lord, I am listening. Because if you don't have a relationship with Him, you're not ever going to hear His voice. You have to answer that call before you can ever open up that line of conversation with Him. It starts with our response to Him calling us to be one of His. So if you don't have that, if you don't have a relationship with God this morning, in just a little bit, you're going to have that opportunity to start that relationship today. But maybe you're looking and going, Josh, you know what? I know who God is. I have that moment. I can hold back to that. And I've been holding on that for years. But Josh, it's been a while since I've heard Him speak clearly to me. Josh, it's been a while since I've heard God talk to me in a way that gave me direction for my life. And I feel like me and my my family are just wandering around in the wilderness and we're just waiting for another sign. And it feels like it's been so long since we've had that manna from heaven. It's been so long since He parted that Red Sea and we've just been walking in this path not really knowing what to do, feeling like we're going in circles what i found in my life and what i found in Scripture is that oftentimes God is right where we left Him. Oftentimes He is right there waiting, calling out, saying, Hey, if you'll just slow down enough, stop spinning in circles. If you'll just slow down and focus on me, I've got something for you. But you're going to have to let go of this. You're going to have to drop this. You're going to have to change this. Something may need to be let go of. There's been times in my life he's looked and said, Josh, this is your distraction. You can't hear me because this right here has every bit of your attention. So this morning, maybe this altar is a place that you come and lay that down at his feet. Maybe he's looking and saying, hey, I've got a place for you to serve. And so I want you to come and be a part of this church. Maybe you're not hearing the voice of God because you're not following in obedience. Like you're supposed to. And He's saying, hey, I've got this place for you to serve. And Chapel Hill is the home that He wants you to get plugged into so that you can hear His voice through small groups, so you can hear His voice through the messages that are shared here on this stage, whether that's through worship, whether that's through drama, whether that's through a preacher. Maybe that's how you're supposed to respond this morning. I don't know what your response is supposed to be, but I can guarantee you that the voice of God is speaking today. your only obligation today is to respond ever how He's leading you to. They're going to come and lead us in a, in a hymn of invitation. I'm going to say a quick prayer and then you're going to have the opportunity to come to this altar and respond ever how God is speaking you today. But I want to encourage you, if you don't have a relationship with Him, do not walk out those doors without knowing Him today. I'm telling you now that if this is the voice that you, that's talking to you that you've never heard before, there's a really good chance this morning that it's the voice of God because that's what we've been praying for all morning, that God would show up, that He would do something, that we expect Him to do something in this place. So if you're hearing an unfamiliar voice, please step out and come to this altar and respond to that voice. If you don't know how to respond, come to me. and We'll pray together. We'll figure it out together. But don't miss this opportunity, the chance that you've been given to respond. See, the beauty of it is this God that's talking to you, he's the creator of the world. The God of all things, who created the universe, who spoke into the universe into existence, said, you know what, I want to have a conversation with you today. Not because he needs you, because God doesn't need any of us. God could run all of this with completely different people. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. But the beauty of it is He wants you. I'd rather be wanted than needed any day of the week. I've joked with uh, youth in the past and said, well, right now we've got, we've got kids in our home that need us. Allie still needs me right now. I'm hoping that when the kids get out, that something happens and something changes, that she wants me around. Right now, she still needs me. She wants me to. Don't, don't think bad of her. I don't know why, but she does. She wants me around. But it's, I'd much rather feel wanted than needed any day of the week. And I'm telling you right now, the creator of all the universe doesn't need you to do anything, but he wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be a part of what He's doing, not only at Chapel Hill, but in our entire community, in all the places that He may send you. He wants you today. Isn't it good to feel wanted this morning? Now's your time to respond to that voice that you're hearing. Let us pray. Father, we come to you today. We give you this time. We give you these moments. And Lord, any response that happens, we give you the glory for it all because you alone are worthy. Lord, fill this place, this altar with your people as they cry out to you and let us respond how you've called us to. Give us the courage to step out if that's what we're supposed to do this morning. We give you all the praise. In your holy name I pray.